It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Beyond the game. Beyond the game. Beyond the game. What are we talking about? I don't know. I wasn't in that meeting, but I'm just assuming. Are all Toronto Blue Jays fans losers? You know what I'm going to become? A really, really obnoxious Bills fan. I got so passionate in that argument that I hit the mic with my hat. I cried like a little girl. <laughs> what is wrong with people? No, I'm saying I could have done what Sweet does because I do that every time I go. You're such a moron. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you because you're really creepy. Oh, uh, more bacon. Everything is better with more bacon. Tom Brady wears Uggs. It's a faith-based sports radio program. We would be honored if you would join us. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Beyond the Game program. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You can call Town & Country at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. I'm Rick Benson, and joining me are those guys, the producer, Zach Barletta, the unreasonable one, Darren Metzger joining us back from his vacation in California, enjoying the Major League Baseball All-Star festivities, which I have to imagine was a great time. Coolest thing I've ever done as a sports fan. If you have a chance, go go do it someday. The website is btgprogram.com. The social media handle is at btgprogram. And as we've told you before, our show is pre-recorded. But we do have a studio line where you can call and leave your thoughts and comments. That number is 585-431-1202. That's 585-431-1202. Okay, I, I know some people are real into their causes, but sometimes people just go to these absurd lengths and, and just end up making themselves look foolish, looking stupid. And they end up alienating people is really what they end up doing. And I'm all for standing up against animal cruelty. I'm all for it. But there are times when the people at PETA just, <laughs> I mean. No, I don't know yeah, what you're talking about. They, they never overreact. Look like, look, looking like buffoons, and it's hard to take them seriously. And this is one of those instances. Golf's Andrew Johnston, whose nickname is Beef, which is a great nickname. Yeah. If, you're call, if somebody's calling you Beef. Does you PETA know, have a problem with this? They have, He's been approached by PETA UK, which PETA England, uh, who's asking him to change his manly nickname. <laughs> They're asking him to adopt the less catchy Tofu for a nickname. <laughs> Andrew Tofu Johnston. Doesn't yeah. have the same ring to me. That's what you want to be called. He was asked by PETA this week to give up red meat and become a vegan. Okay, nothing wrong with asking. Nothing wrong with asking. Yeah. I'm getting it. Uh, Peter said to him in a letter, like many others, we've been enthusiastically following your career. Sure. And we thought we'd send you a gift of delicious vegan steaks and burgers oh. in the hope that you'll consider adopting a kinder, healthier vegan lifestyle, which would pave the way for a new nickname, Andrew Tofu Johnston. Absolutely not. Really? Change his name? You were fine asking him, hey, would you consider... Getting off meat, would you consider a vegan diet? 
you take it you, that one step too far. Well, how can you ask someone to change their nickname? Very oftentimes, you do not give yourself a nickname. Losers give themselves nicknames. Everyone else gets it from other people. You're branded with it. Yeah. Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> <laughs> It was poorly timed. There are things that go into the good old boy aspect of college football that just seems to set society back 50 years. You guys know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these good old boy networks. Other than special teams, Maurice Smith has been a reserve for most of his career at Alabama. You know, nobody you've heard of. He's not a no. star, hasn't been a starter. So far this season in spring practices, he's finally got a starting role as the team's nickelback. The thing is, Smith is on schedule to graduate before the season starts and had intended to transfer out of Alabama, and graduate transfers are normally eligible to play immediately. However, according to his mother, Nick Saban and Alabama are intentionally blocking her son from being able to do so. She told a reporter that Smith originally wanted to transfer to Baylor, which was closer to home, but after all that went on at Baylor, he decided that's not a good place, and he wanted Ew. to go to Georgia and join the former Crimson Tide assistants, Kirby Smart and Mel Tucker, who are now the head coach and defensive coordinator, respectively. The SEC has a rule against in-conference transfers, which require them to sit out a year, graduate student or not. Alabama head coach Nick Saban said his and the school's support of that SEC transfer role keeps them from signing off on Smith's transfer and giving him the freedom to play right away. Sounds like you're hiding behind a policy, yep. if you're asking yeah. me. He noted that if Smith wanted to transfer out of conference, he'd be glad to help him. Now, in an appeal letter, Smith explained some of the treatment that he has gotten within the Crimson Tide locker room since making that request for for a release on friday june 17th i arrived at the athletic facility locker room to find my locker cleaned out and all of my personal belongings in the trash underneath trash bro why would you do that these personal items included my family photos written goals inspirational and sentimental items memorializing my deceased former friend roommate and teammate al t tenpenny and items of personal value from former teammates. I mean, that's why would you do that? That's hard. Well, because you know you're not part of the not part of the inn anymore. Uh, Smyra Smith, this is his mother, asks. So, what is this really all about? My son, or is it about Kirby Smart and Nick Saban? She points out that another case, that of Chris Black to Mizzou, which is also an SEC school, he was able to transfer. A text message Smith received from a player, and he had a he gave a screenshot of his phone from another player in the locker room, said, bro, I can't have you at facility, not for workout, lunch, anything, all in or out policy. Sorry, bro. That's awful. Yeah. It seem like you a very nice thing. You can hide behind the policy all you want, but it sure seems to me that good old Alabama is using this kid to stick it to coaches who used to be part of their program, yeah. who are now coaching at a rival school. People wonder why I loathe Alabama when it comes to Most college Most people football. do. Mm -hmm. But except, boy, I'll tell you, you get Alabama fans together, and they talk about, like, they're part of the Holy Trinity. There's there's, <laughs> there's God, there's, there's Jesus, the Son, there's Alabama football, and somewhere down the line is the Holy Spirit. I mean, these guys are crazy when it comes to Alabama football. The crummy part of this for, for this kid, Smith, is that both programs began camp this week even if they gave him his transfer now, it'd be real difficult to catch up. So mm -hmm. just, 
a sad story. He's not, he wasn't even a starter. He, I mean, he's the nickel cornerback this, this year, right? Year. Apparently, in, in spring practices or fall practices now, uh, he's been in the starting role. He's making me dislike Saban a little bit more now. Which is hard a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think I could dislike him anymore, but now I do. You know what's another travesty about this story? Is it forced you to say the word nickelback on this show? This should be a nickelback-free zone. See what you did there. The Olympics are underway in Rio. The opening ceremony was last night. But in some <laughs> sports, in order to get their tournament-style play in, they need to ga- play games prior to that, uh, prior to the opening. Soccer is one of these sports. And Wednesday... When fans showed up to see Sweden play South Africa, they found one of the stadium gates locked. But to make matters worse, officials couldn't find the key to the gate. <laughs> big stage, Rio's but not this. a big show. We can't find the keys to the stadium. They're nailing this. A reporter Nobody's with the BBC shared video of firemen cutting the, <laughs> cutting the lock to get the gate open. I mean, not for nothing. I'm less surprised that these Rio Olympics lost the key to the stadium and more surprised that fans showed up wanting to watch South Africa and Sweden play soccer. (laughs) Hope Solo got razzed a bit by fans each time she touched the ball during Wednesday's shutout win over New Zealand. Earlier this year, Solo had suggested she may skip the games because she was concerned about the Zika virus. Zika is transmitted mainly through mosquito bites. It's been linked to birth defects in newborn babies. Brazil is documented as being the place of greatest risk for this virus. Well, fans yelled Zika at her and also booed and whistled whenever she would touch the ball. Seems like an odd thing to chant. Just chanting Zika, I can't. As you might imagine, they got to step up their trash talking. Exactly right. This isn't going to see. This doesn't is not going to bother Solo much, and it didn't bother her. Especially when this is Hope Solo, who's had domestic violence charges filed against her. Right. They might. They might want to be careful. She might come up in the stands and want to fight every last one of them. They must be new at this. Coming up today on the program, Zach has a new set of shenanigans statements. We'll talk a bit about Russell Westbrook's reaction to Kevin Durant's departure from Oklahoma City. Salty. We'll get into some of the baseball trades, which happened earlier this week, plus our pests of the week and Darren's unreasonable rant. All that and more today on the Beyond the Game program brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Listen up, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, and every other place that can hear this radio station. If you have a pest problem, don't waste your time with any company that's not named Town & Country Pest Solutions. I was a customer before they were the title sponsor of this show, and trust me, they know what they're doing. They have nearly three decades of experience ridding homes of wasps, bees, ants, roaches, bedbugs, squirrels, raccoons, snakes. Yes, I've seen a video of them taking care of a very large snake. You name it, Town & Country Pest Solutions handles it. They're so serious about solving your critter problems that they have an actual American Ninja Warrior on their team who will stop at nothing to get the job done. He can also get up on your roof without a ladder. What could be better? Pest problems solved and a show. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. One more time, write this down, 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear absolutely nothing but God. 
I've been telling you about McAfee's remodeling company on this show for a long time. They're family-owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs, but they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer Hydro Garden Construction to help you become more self-sufficient by growing food in your own home year-round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back to the Beyond the Game program. Rick Benson and those guys, Darren Metzger, Zach Barletta, and joining you. There have been some reports circulating that Oklahoma City Thunder's Russell Westbrook is angry with Kevin Durant for leaving the team in OKC to join the team in Golden State. Wasn't he angry that Durant didn't call him and let him know first? Well, as it turns out, it may in fact have something to do with Durant lying to him when he told him that he would be returning to the team. ESPN is reporting that Thunder reporter Royce Young quotes Westbrook of saying that three weeks ago, Kevin Durant's sitting there at dinner saying, I'm coming back, man, don't worry about it. Also, according to Young, the the frustration of Westbrook is that the result of Durant's departure Uh, Russell Westbrook is now somewhat forced to start considering his future with the team a year before he had expected to do so. This was a couple of weeks ago at a dinner. Now he's frustrated. He doesn't have to consider that future anymore as he now signed a contract. Which I don't know why you do. You know, I'll tell you the thing about this. I I don't understand it either, but I I have no way of knowing. Let me just say that right up front. But the whole thing seems to me just to be a shot at Kevin Durant. I'll stay here. I'll be the loyal one. Even his statement, you know, if you read it with a certain tone, and of course any statement, I suppose, if you read with a certain tone can be that way. But Westbrook says, I am grateful to extend my contract with the Thunder and continue to play with the only organization that I have played for and love being part of since I was drafted into the NBA. Of course, same situation as Durant. So Westbrook mm-hmm. saying, Look, I, I'm the one. I like. I don't mind st- staying here. This is the only organization I was known. This is the only organization I love. And then he goes on. I'm really excited about moving forward with this group of guys and continuing to play in front of the best fans in the world. The whole thing just seemed to me like a shot at Durant, and I'm probably way off on this. Maybe you're not, though. But as bothered as he seems to have been by this, by Kevin Durant's departure. I can't figure out any other reason why he would have would have stayed. At least try free agency. There's a ton of teams that was going to be lining up mm-hmm. to try to get him. He would have been, I, am, I as far as I can think, the premier free agent next oh, summer. Yeah. Was any is anybody else coming up that would have been? I mean, does uh-huh. LeBron have an opt out? R- regardless of what it was, I don't get. I don't get what he's so angry about i know you always are are keeping an eye out for the future you want to make wise decisions and 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 not be caught by surprise but in a professional sports league you don't you don't know when a trade is going to come 
free agency, other factors that are always such that uh, the team around you can change at any moment. So you're upset that Durant left, but he could have been traded at any time, especially as he was leading up the free agency. I mean, you know, trade him away, see what you can get. Of course, they made that great run in the playoffs, but had they fallen out, he would have been traded, almost certainly, right? Mm-hmm. Bring something back in exchange for that. Do you remember when Durant was hurt and Westbrook was the man there? He played out of his mind. I actually, if I'm Westbrook, maybe I'm looking at this as a as as a opportunity to show the NBA I am one of the best players, and we already know he is, but maybe the best player in the league. He's he played what he was a triple double machine when Durant was out. I I bet you anything he was looking forward to proving this now and rubbing it right in Durant's face that he's the better of the two. To be upset about it makes no sense to me. No, it's... like I said, he could have been traded. He himself could have been traded. Mm-hmm. Durant could have been traded. Somebody could have gone down. With an injury by Durant's Durant leaving, you know the only thing that changes, of obviously the 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 makeup of the team changes, mm-hmm. but that could change at any time in professional sports. And I think you have to be aware that you can't be upset that somebody's left. I mean, the idea is is just play basketball, right? Isn't that the cliche? We're we're just taking you one day at a time. You're gonna have to study them. You're gonna have to know them. They're your friends. Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As a professional athlete, you can't be overly worried what your teammates will decide to do. Sure, it's something which factors in, but you can't control it, so why worry about it? Most of our worry, I think just as general people, most of our worry is over things that we have no control over anyway. Just focus on what you can take care of. Why be angry that the guy left? Now, Young also reports that Westbrook is angry and hurt because Durant did not call him personally to tell him that was he was signing with the Golden State Warriors. I understand that a little. I do too, Darren. Or if he lied to him. I understand I, that even more. I, I, I do a little. It's as if Westbrook is looking for ways to feel sorry for himself, though. You know, I... Durant is under no obligation to call, Mm -hmm. but I understand it. It, it, It's not worthy of being angry about. I can get down with being disappointed. I would be, too. You play together with a guy for a few years. He doesn't even bother to call you. But I know this about people. They will disappoint you. Mm -hmm. People are going to disappoint you. Uh, It would have been classy, the classy move for Durant to call, or even better, to go over and have lunch with the guy or something and and tell the man directly, but he has no obligation to do this. Changing teams is part of the business they're in. And I suspect this was a very difficult decision for Kevin Durant. I can't imagine this came easy. I would think that in all likelihood, he weighed this thing and went back and forth over what he should do. Have you ever had to weigh a big decision? I mean, you're going back and forth. Should I do this thing? Should I not do this? Maybe it's a career change or moving to another town or something like that. I mean, man, one day you think the best thing is to make the change, and a few hours later you find yourself thinking just the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's hard. And it seems very plausible to me that sitting there at dinner with Westbrook and enjoying familiar company, it would have been very comfortable for Durant. Yeah, this feels good. It's easily conceivable that in that moment he felt like, yeah, I'm going to stay. And maybe that's what he did say. Yeah, don't worry, man. I'm, I'm going to stay. This feels good. It feels right. But later, you get away from that situation, you get away from that 
familiarity, um, you know, and you consider it a little further and you go back thinking the other way that, no, I I am going to change. And maybe he simply changed his mind. That's all. Maybe he wasn't lying, but, you know, I I understand it. Yeah, it was a lie. You said one thing and you you did something else. Maybe he just changed his mind. But, you know, if he did tell Westbrook he was staying, then he should probably have called him and explained, hey, man, changed my mind. You know, it felt good. It felt right sitting there with you. And I just got caught up and said, yeah, I'm going to stay. It just seemed like the easy thing. But if these reports are accurate, and who knows for sure if they are, but if the reports are accurate and Westbrook is actually angry and hurt, and it does sort of seem as though he is, perhaps he should just take a step back and try to understand how difficult this must have been for Durant. Just like he said in his statement, this is the only organization Durant was involved in. Walking away from it was probably difficult. I know he wanted to bring a championship there. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. James one nineteen says, Know this, my beloved brethren. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Being a little, be, Just be a little more gracious. Be a little more forgiving if you're Westbrook. Try to understand the situation. Romans 12.15 tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice. He obviously got a nice contract. He's happy to be part of Golden State. Looking for Rejoice with the guy. Be happy for him. Uh, stop making this about you. You go out and play the best basketball you can, and, well, he won't need you now, but get the best deal. Put yourself in a position to get the best deal for yourself. Well, he's already done that. You know, he took care of that a lot quicker than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure he was going to, Try, you know, go out, have a great year. You're the guy now, and then see what happens. Let those teams line up for you. But he obviously decided to do something different, and maybe there's wisdom to that as now the uh, the Thunder are in a position, look, we have Westbrook locked up, and maybe they bring in a guy like Blake Griffin, or I, I don't know what they build around him, but now they have that to lure free agents with. And you know what struck me, too, about the – the contract that Westbrook signed is only three years, right? So he could stick around for three years, see how the team is going, and he's going to get another big contract in three years. There's something else here that I I think is important that we understand and that we get out of this. I I think we need to be more intentionally, more intentional, I should say, about what we say. Too often we just say things without really thinking them through, and maybe that's what happened with Durant. Yeah, I'm going to stay. This, you know, Just kind of set it off whatever to make Westbrook you know you want to please that person you're talking to so sometimes we say things just to please that other person and we got to be very careful about that we have to be intentional about the things that we say Uh, you ever notice that people are unable to be silent in certain situations they feel this pressure to just say something you know anything and they just end up saying the dopiest things it's okay sometimes to not say anything. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. To successfully accomplish that, we would need to be very intentional because there's a lot of things I say that doesn't necessarily give grace to those who hear. I, I mean, I'm speaking to myself here when I say, we should be more intentional. We need to be very be very deliberate with our words, be clear, to be understood, to use our words the way God intended him or intended us to do, which is to glorify him. 
And another thing, we need to just just say what we mean. I, I get Durant feeling the need to assure Westbrook he was coming back if that's what he did. Uh, and I'm not saying I, I probably would have done the very same thing. You guys probably would have too, uh, but it would have been better not to. Simply say that you don't know yet. I know you want to make Westbrook happy, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm coming back. I, I just don't know yet. I haven't reached a decision yet, and Westbrook may have been disappointed in that moment, but he ended up disappointed anyhow. At least if he had been disappointed in Durant's presence, they could have worked through it together, comforting one another, encouraging one another, if that's what needed to be. One more verse, Matthew 5.37. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Don't get trapped into adding things to your answer in an attempt to make people happy. Don't try to give an answer in such a way to satisfy everybody. You're just not going to be able to do that. So say what you mean and mean what you say. And believers, above all people, should constantly examine their communication. Everything from how our emails and texts could be understood to what our body language is saying. It should all be delivered in such a way that it glorifies God and that he would be pleased with what we've done, with what we've said. People should actually see Jesus through our speech, not because of what you say, but because what you said and how you said it was done with an intentional heart, which gave room for the Holy Spirit to minister to the heart of that other person. Maybe Kevin Durant should have adhered this little piece of advice while dining with Westbrook. Before you speak, we should ask ourselves, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? You know, maybe that would have saved a lot of hurt feelings in this case. We're going to take a break. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Your floors are under attack. From overwatered plants to overflowing dog bowls. But the Home Depot has new water resistant Pergo Outlast Plus laminate flooring starting at just $279 a square foot. So you and your floors get to fight back with 24 hour spill protection that stands up to liquids for a whole day without causing damage. The next generation of laminate flooring is Pergo Outlast Plus starting at just $279 a square foot. Exclusively from the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, US only. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Your aura brims with confidence. The Name Your Price tool has given you policy options based on your budget. A source of great power rises from within, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex that can shoot dragons out of its eyes, riding on a tank. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Barry Bonds never took steroids. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Don't ruin it by being an idiot. Highlighting the stories and the people of faith. Have a high moral standard. It's not a faith program that includes sports. It's a sports talk show rooted in faith-based principles. How silly can you get? You want to heckle blind people? That would make me soil my pants. Dude. Welcome back to the show, recording in the BTG Studios in Rochester, New York. Here is your host, Rick Benson. Welcome back to the program. BTGprogram.com or at BTG program. What do you have for us for shenanigans, Zach? All right, for starters, 
Blue Jays pitcher Aaron Sanchez is being mentioned in consideration for the AL Cy Young Award, but the Jays have announced that after his next start, he'll spend the rest of the season in the bullpen to manage his innings. Truth or shenanigans, managing a young pitcher's innings is more important than making a push for the playoffs. Shenanigans. Though that's not to say that protecting the health of a young pitcher isn't important. Obviously, it is. Any player, for that matter. But you have no guarantees. There's no guarantee that you're ever going to be this close again. And for that matter, this kid in particular is in consideration for the Cy Young Award. How do you... How do you take that away from him? I mean, he's in the conversation for Cy Young. You can't. There's a fine line between overprotecting a young pitcher and overusing him. The trouble is that that line is completely ambiguous, and, and it's unknown. for. It's different for each player. It's unknown for every player. Mm-hmm. Where is that line? You don't know. Uh, it's a roll of the dice. If you win the World Series, uh, you know, you look like a – brilliant strategist but if you don't you'll always be wondering you know what if and uh, you know the obvious comparison a lot of people have been talking about the Orioles and Dylan Bundy mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Orioles are going for it yeah they and, said he's not on a innings limit right and Bundy's a guy that's had a history of some injuries you know a history uh, you know she he's had an injury Tommy yeah. John surgery I just no. I think you got to go for it. I think it's a terrible decision by the Blue Jays, and I, I think it's wrong. I agree with Benson shenanigans. But with that being said, yes, you do have to protect the young arms. But honestly, what, what's this innings limit thing anyway? I, I I look at it more like how many of those innings has he been heavily taxed and thrown a ton of pitches? Shouldn't you more look at amount of pitches he's thrown as opposed to innings? This innings limit is stupid to me. And also, you are in, you're in contention to win the World Series, which is the goal. And I would venture to say that Aaron Sanchez might give up a couple years at the end of his career to win a World Series now. That is the goal. That's always the goal. So, Go for it when you got a chance. Oh, and by the way, he is in consideration also for the Cy Young. It may never happen again. Let the kid go for it. This innings limit is stupid. I think we're gonna we're all unanimously saying shenanigans. I the the first example that jumped to my mind was Steven Strasburg a few years ago, where they shut him down right before the playoffs to save his innings because they were so good and they thought, well, we'll be right back here again. Well, they haven't been, and nope. he had Tommy John surgery anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's no guarantee that even shutting him down is even going to help him at all. And I just, I, I don't know. Looking at an example like that, you think there's a guy that they did everything they could to limit his innings, and he still had Tommy John. you got to go for it. There's no guarantees, just like the Nationals haven't been back. Who knows if the Jays will be back? you got to go for it. This is, this is where the amount of money that's involved in sports comes to her. And this is where also a guy's protecting his job. The guy that decides... Hey man, we need to shut him down. He he's looking out for his own job too. Mm-hmm. You know, if he says no, no, keep throwing him, keep throwing him, and a get, guy gets hurt, well, somebody's going to be held responsible. It's just the amount of money that that is put into these pitchers. But as we've all said, you're there. That's why you play the game to win. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a position to win right now, you keep throwing the guy to now. Again, there are. There's reasonable, uh, I suppose, restrictions. You're not going to throw them every day, every other day, or you know something on these crazy things. But let them continue to pitch. There's no need to throw them in the bullpen. You are chasing a title. 
You may never be back there again. Go get it, man. That's why you're paying the kid to get a title. What if he has a few innings where he throws eight, nine pitches and he's out of the inning? Does exactly. that count? Exactly. Should that count against your innings limit? He threw eight pitches. Yeah, and I'm sure they count all that stuff. But as we said, you you got to chase that World Series title. That's what you're playing the game for. Before he signed with the Chiefs, or reportedly signed with the Chiefs, the Cowboys were reportedly interested in signing Nick Foles to back up injury-prone quarterback Tony Romo. Truth or shenanigans, Foles will play in more games this season than Romo. Shenanigans. But it's not because I think Tony Romo is going to make it through the season uninjured. He's just really tough. Hasn't he played with, like, a ruptured whatever and a broken this and a broken that? He plays through all that. Not particularly well i mean he has had some good season but he plays through it so i say shenanigans tony romo for better or worse he's going to be out there regardless of injury i actually think i agree just because wherever Foles goes alex smith is a running quarterback he's not an especially big quarterback i think there's a good chance that he gets hurt at some point and tony romo i think is almost guaranteed. I mean, he had four injuries last season. He had his clavicle broken twice. He hurt his shoulder and hurt a back. And he's not a young guy. At some point, I think... And he's fat now. Well, supposedly, yeah. <laughs> but I just think the chances of Romo getting hurt are very good. And I think the chances of Nick Foles being able to play some in Kansas City are good too. So I'll say I agree. I say shenanigans. I, I, listen, how do you predict if somebody's going to get hurt? You well, it's can't. Tony Romo. It's a pretty safe bet. Uh, I I don't know. As you, in your argument, you said the guy's tough, and he is. He's very He's tough. He's going to play through mm-hmm. what he can. A broken collarbone? Can't play through that. Can't play through that. Now. Ruptured spleen or whatever, you apparently can't you can't. predict when somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, yeah, you can look at the history and say that, yeah, there's a good chance you're going to need to go to your backup. But I'm not. Ex- I don't think the Cowboys are looking at it like, this guy is so fragile. Some of his injuries have been have been, man. Those are tough guy injuries, you <laughs> know. And I, I'm retiring if I break my clavicle. Yeah, I he mean, tried to play. You might as take me to the emergency <laughs> room. He's walking off the field like, man, this hurts. Wants to still play. And, you know, the whole Foles things. I don't get it. We talked about Foles on last week's show. I still don't understand why he left the Rams. I mean, before if he had signed with Dallas or now that he's signed with the Chiefs, there was no way they're going to start him over Romo. I mean, that's right. Tony Romo. And in Dallas, nobody's getting the starting job over him. You know, Maybe in the why? playoffs, someone should think about it. Cause well, even in that. Kansas City, you're not beating Alex Smith out for the starting job. Right. So you're the backup quarterback. Why wouldn't you have stayed with the Rams and at least fought for the starting job? And the amount of money is huge difference. Yeah. The the money that they're giving him, what is it, one point seven five million or something That's for this year? Less. And next year the team has an option to pick pick him up. And next year's money is a lot more based on how he performs this year. But it's not guaranteed. It's not the starter money that he was getting with the Rams. There has to be more to that story. I almost think maybe because he had his best years under Chip Kelly, that he thought, I'll hit the market, Chip needs a quarterback in San Francisco, and I'll go be reunited with him. But even so, what does that say if the guy he had his best years under didn't want him once now, he was I, a free agent? I would like to see him have a starting job somewhere. I, I like him as a quarterback. I'd like to see what he what he could do. I don't think he's ever had that chance to really show his full potential, but I don't 
think is full potential, unfortunately. And it's, I don't think it's a Tom Brady type potential. <laughs> no. He wasn't going to beat out um, Tony Romo. And again, I don't know how you can predict how many games somebody's going to get hurt. But if you're the backup, I don't see you starting more games than the starter. Linebacker Rolando McLean received a 10-game substance abuse suspension from the NFL this week, making him the most recent in a string of Cowboys who will miss time this year because of off-field issues. Truth or shenanigans, the Cowboys have a culture problem under head coach Jason Garrett. I, I agree. Though that said, I don't have any idea if it's fair to connect that to Jason Garrett. Um, I, I don't know that it's his doing. He certainly has some responsibility there. He is the head coach. Uh it, but there's definitely a culture problem there, and it's under his watch It's while he's the head coach. The Cowboys seem to take chances on low-character guys, and whether that's Garrett's decision or the front office, a meddlesome owner, I don't know. But he's the head coach, and if it's not completely on him, it's certainly partially anyway on him. If you don't want to coach those low-character guys, then you need to take a stand. And if necessary... Mm-hmm suffer the consequences. And if you're no longer coaching that team, well, that's how it goes. I know that's the team you played for. I know that's, you know, maybe your dream job is coaching the Dallas Cowboys if you're Jason Garrett. But mm-hmm. if you don't want those guys, you need you need to be pretty vocal about it. Yeah, there's, there, there's obviously a uh, culture problem, and it is under Jason Garrett. But again, I don't know how much responsibility is his. I agree with Benson as well. Uh, again, um, there is definitely a culture problem, like you said. He's not the one signing these guys, though. At least I don't think there's a GM for that and a meddlesome owner, like you said. But he does have a voice. He does have a voice, and he is the one in charge of this locker room. But at the same time, these are grown men. They're going to make their own decisions. You can't babysit them. Uh, you can babysit Des Bryant, apparently. But everyone knows you can't babysit. These They're going to make their own decisions. Grown men are going to do what they want to do. And if you're knowingly signing low-character guys, how is it surprising that this is happening in your locker room? It's not at all. So, yes, this is happening under Jason Garrett, but I don't think he is. He's partially to blame, but not mostly at all. Yeah, you know, if you if you sign two low-character guys and one of them flames out on you, but one of them turns it around and has a successful career, listen, you're, you're batting 500. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go out and sign six, seven, eight, nine, ten of these guys, it can affect your locker room. Well, now your odds of success are obviously going down. It's you know, the more you roll the dice, the more you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. I need to do a better job picking these questions because we're all agreeing again on another one. But I, I agree. I, I think there definitely is a culture problem. But like you said, Benson, you mentioned a meddlesome owner, and I think you nailed, you hit the nail right on the head. Jerry Jones is. Seems to be kind of a low-character guy. He brought in Greg Hardy. He had an obsession with Johnny Manziel for a while. He just seems to love these taking a chance on these guys. Think Maybe he thinks putting the star on their helmet will change them or whatever, but he wants to bring these guys in. And, you know, like Darren said, he's the one signing the contracts, and so far it's not worked out by, at all. By all accounts, it has worked out with the Des Bryant thing. That's like he was the one success story out of all of this. And he was kind of the first one. So I feel like he, Jerry Jones thinks this can happen every time, and it's proving to not be the case. Yeah, and I don't, again, I don't know if it's Jerry Jones, but it's like somebody in that organization is like that woman who yeah. keeps 
getting that abusive man and says, I'll be able to change him. And then she gets another abusive man. I'll be able to change it. You know, you can't, can't change always, people unless they right? want to and change. And it's not even a recent thing. Like it goes all the way back to remember when T.O. was there? They they brought in T.O. and when really nobody was. I don't Am I? I don't know. The Cowboys are just crazy. Am I the only one really surprised that Johnny Manziel is not a Cowboy? Like, I just assumed that's was what was going to happen. He's not yet. <laughs> Give it time. They need time. a backup quarterback. <laughs> he needs to hit rock bottom before the Cowboys sign him. The Bills signed running back slash kick returner Reggie Bush Love on Monday. Given the injury history and suspensions of most of the Bills' other running backs, Reggie Bush has a legitimate chance to be the Bills' most productive running back. Zach, what do you think? You're the more or less the Bills expert. <laughs> I would not go that far at all, but I do think he has a, he has a chance. You know, I agree. I, I think Shady McCoy is, you know, he didn't have any charges pressed or whatever after that bar fight, but he gets dinged up. He's a speed guy. He's not a big guy, and that's a possibility. Everyone else, I think, is pretty much suspended here or there. The only other guy that's healthy and not suspended is a guy they signed off the street last year, Gillisley, and you know, Reggie Bush, there's a coordinator who can get him out in space and throw passes to him and stuff. So I think he could be their most productive running back. There's I, shenanigans. There's no way. Thank you. <laughs> they got a lot of talent at the running back. Now, yeah, I suppose, yes, he's got a chance. But you put the word legitimate in there, which is why I can say shenanigans. His experience, his knowledge of the league, these things would all work to his benefit. And those things alone, maybe they would give him the edge. But um they have some talent at that position and i you know i wouldn't be surprised if he did zach but you know what i also wouldn't be surprised when they break camp if he doesn't make the team yeah or gets hurt in the first game returning a kick i say shenanigans reggie bush is very similar to LaShawn mccoy they're basically the same running back now bear with me i realize LaShawn mccoy is much better but the same type of running back anybody can get hurt yes LaShawn McCoy with his body type, his style of running, yes, he can get dinged up. Reggie Bush has been that way. He's been dinged up throughout his entire career. But you got Mike Gillisley, who I thought played great last year. Boom, Heron, Jonathan Williams. Oh, don't forget Carlos Williams coming back after the four-game suspension. With the way football is and the amount of injuries that happen, Carlos Williams missing four games, not a big deal. I feel like every other running back could miss four games on any given play. I see Reggie Bush really catching more passes out of the backfield, maybe even getting into the slot here and there, because after Sammy Watkins, there's a drop-off to Robert Woods, and after Robert Woods, it's not so good. So you could need a third guy catching the ball out of the slot. So I could see Reggie Bush doing much more damage in the passing game than the running game. We need to take a break. This is the Beyond the Game program brought to you by Town & Country. Best Solutions. Listen up, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, and every other place that can hear this radio station. If you have a pest problem, don't waste your time with any company that's not named Town & Country Pest Solutions. I was a customer before they were the title sponsor of this show, and trust me, they know what they're doing. They have nearly three decades of experience ridding homes of wasps, bees, ants, roaches, bedbugs, squirrels, raccoons, snakes. Yes, I've seen a video of them taking care of a very large snake. You name it, Town & Country Pest Solutions handles it. They're so serious about solving your critter problems that they have an actual American Ninja Warrior on their team who will stop at nothing to get the job done. He can also get up on your roof without a ladder. What could be better? Pest problem solved and a show. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. 
That's 585-426-5024. One more time, write this down, 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear absolutely nothing but God. It's here. Ram Sports Network. Christian Sports Television. That's right. Christian Sports Television. Ram Sports Network is the first Christian sports TV channel with programming from Pee to the pros. Games, events, sports talk, fitness and nutrition, sports missions, western sports, and sports ministry. We're spreading the gospel through sports. Watch us now at ramsportsnetwork.com or find us on the Roku Channel Store. Ram Sports Network. More than a game. You're listening to Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Beyond the Game is listener-supported. You can help by making a one-time gift or perhaps even committing to a monthly pledge amount. And if you own a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program and promote your business to large audiences of both sports fans and people of faith. Please join us as we seek to encourage, equip, and evangelize through Sports Talk Radio. Visit our website at btgprogram.com for more information or make a donation via PayPal Secure Servers. Beyond the Game thanks you for both your financial and prayerful support. Welcome back to the Beyond the Game program, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We are we have the benefit of having an analyst with us as good as anybody that I know of. And I know we all tease him and stuff because he's nerdy with his stats. And he's not known. He's not like Ken Rosenthal or, or these guys, Buster Olney. He's got all these, you know. I'm two Ken Rosenthal's tall. Well, <laughs> those guys are known, you know, yeah, but, but yeah. their analysis of a game is no better than our own Zach's. Zach knows his stuff when it comes to players. You want to so, know? You want to know how well Zach knows his stuff? During the break, he was explaining to us why Bryce Harper—he's having a down year, and it's because his what swing trajectory has changed. Angles. His launch angle. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Launch angle. Well, this yeah. is the stuff that makes him. So <laughs> I thought, in the spirit of the Olympics, it'd be a good idea to kind of look at. The teams in baseball, and just lump, lump them together for us, Zach. And I'm talking about teams that, in the trade deadline, help themselves for this season. I, I know the Yankees got, all of a sudden, their farm system is legit. Mm-hmm. They stockpile a lot of players. But we have no way of knowing which one of those players are going to materialize or which one are going right. to fly out. So looking at this season, let's do a gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal. Uh, let's start with the bronze medals. Who are bronze medal teams that help themselves for this season? I have the Yankees and the Cubs both as bronze medal teams. For this season, you have for the this Yankees. Season. Because while they added all the prospects. Everything I just said about you being the, a great <laughs> We take analyst, it all back. Well, let's know, let's do another all. segment. <laughs> they traded away two really good relievers, but they also got back to pretty good relievers in Adam Moore and, and Tyler Clifford. So their bullpen is actually still pretty good. But it, better? It's not better. It's not lockdown. But no. they did replace the guys that they lost with at least adequate or better major leaguers. So I thought, you know, better for this than year, what? You or me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's grasping the concept of this segment. Uh, who was the other team you said? You said the, the Yankees? The Cubs. The because Cubs. I paired them together because they did the same thing. The Cubs added Chapman, obviously, for the end of games, but they also added Joe Smith and Mike Montgomery to help get to him. So they really Why don't we move on to the silver tier? Yeah, you're not, so you're not yeah. nailing this. I was well. scraping the bottom of the barrel for the, the bronze <laughs> tier. But silver tier, first I have the Los Angeles Dodgers. They were in the market for a starter and an outfielder. They got them both in the same trade with the A's. Rich Hill, assuming that he's able to make his next start and he is fully healthy, um, 
has been a dominant starter when he's been healthy this year. One of the best curveballs in the game, gets a ton of strikeouts. And Josh Reddick is having a really, really good year um, in his walk year before free agency. And they it also enabled them to get Yasiel Puig to AAA and out of their clubhouse, so that will make them better by, yes, circus. by getting that, him out. That yeah. makes them gold in my mind. That's true. That Maybe that should. The other team I have for silver is the Cleveland Indians, which um, last week I talked about how the Aroldis Chapman trade wasn't a big deal for the Cubs, like people were making it out to be, because he's not going to get a lot of save chances because they win their games by an average of five runs. But the complete opposite, I think, is true for the Indians getting Andrew Miller, because they do play a ton of close games. They don't score a lot, but their starting pitching is really, really good. So adding a good closer like Miller, being able to bump their closer Cody Allen into a setup role or a fireman role, really shortens the games for the dominant starting pitching, and I think it will be a, a really big factor for them. I'm a little surprised you don't have the Indians with a gold medal, but who are your gold medal teams? Well, the one then? thing that kept them from being a gold team is that two of the players they wanted in Beltran and Luke Roy, they didn't get. They tried and failed on those. So that makes them silver instead of gold for me. The two gold teams that I have are the Texas Rangers, which I think are the obvious one, yeah. that added Luke Roy and uh, Beltran. Luke Roy has been the best non-Posey catcher whenever he's been healthy for the last several years now. And catcher for them, they just cycled through a bunch of really bad or really injured guys. And DH for them was Prince Fielder. I think we've all seen how awful Prince Fielder has been. Um, Carlos Beltran has 22 homers on this season, which is more than double all the previous Texas DHs for the season. So they really shored up the two spots that they really needed help. And they didn't get a starting pitcher, but they do still already have Hamels and Darvish, so hopefully that gets them through. And the other gold medal team? The San Francisco Giants, Yeah, um, which we had talked about before. They needed a starter. They got a really good young one in Matt Moore from the Rays. He's been streaky and had some home run problems, but he's going to one of the best, if not the best, pitchers' parks for suppressing home runs. So his biggest problem should be negated there. And also, um, uh, acquiring Eduardo Nunez from the Twins allowed them to use Matt Duffy in that race trade, so they didn't really open up a hole in the infield. And they got Will Smith from Milwaukee, who um, some have compared to a young Andrew Miller, so they've added a very quality, hard-throwing lefty to the bullpen. So I really think they took care of all the issues that they needed to. Yeah. What about the White Sox and not moving Chris Sale? I think you have to. That's a That's a team that's sort of stuck in neutral where they think they're contenders and then it turns out they're really not. And the prospects they could have gotten from Boston would have been equal to like the haul that the Yankees got. And to He's not make that trade to a guy that hates the team anyways, you know, like how do you not make that deal? Yeah, That's what my point. He's almost, you get to that point where you got to move the guy. Listen, the, the handwriting's on the wall. It's just not going to work here. Mm-hmm. Too much has, too much water's gone under the bridge. Whatever mm-hmm. cliche you want to use. But during the off season, they have to move him, or they wouldn't be able to move. That wouldn't seem like a guy you'd be able to move during the waiver trade deadline coming up later this month, because somebody's right. going to claim. He's going to get claimed, yeah, right. So he's not a guy you're going to be able to move with his contract. But maybe during the off season, you got to trade him. The difference between him and Andrew Miller is just. We talked about Andrew Miller and his his just being content to take whatever role that was given to him you don't find that a lot I, you know I, when i think about andrew miller i think about that contentment and he's got to be a a coach's dream you know mm-hmm. a great teammate as opposed to chris sale who he didn't want to wear a particular jersey so he mm-hmm. he made it very much about himself 
Whereas I don't see Miller going for individual glory. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he wants to do that. He wants to, he's got goals, but um, it seems to me Miller was about the team. He was happy to be on the Yankees, whatever they needed him. He seems to be happy to have gone to Cleveland mm-hmm. and to try to pitch in a World Series. And how interesting would it be to have the Indians and the Cubs in the World Series <laughs> with those two guys pitching yeah. against each other? Those two guys meaning Araldus Chapman, you know, two Yankee relievers that started the season. Um, I just, you know, I, I think about Andrew Miller and I think about that contentment. And it just as a reminder to me that, you know, we need to be content. The Apostle Paul says, Philippians 4.11, not that I am speaking in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. He was writing this from prison. You know, he's content in prison. His thought was for other people at the time. Uh, anytime I think of these types of things, just that reminder to find contentment, and it's not in wealth, and it's not in true contentment is found in the peace that comes in knowing that your sins are forgiven. The secret to contentment is is not a principle. It's a person. It's Jesus Christ. A friend of mine always says, we deserve hell, you know. Mm-hmm. So anything short of that, ought, we ought to be content and be happy. You know what? It's a, it, it seems like a terrible day, but I deserve hell because of my sins, and I'm not, I'm not there. So I'm content with that. And I think that's how you find contentment. So I love these types of situations in sports that can be a reminder to me, I mean, because of our sin, we're all guilty. We all have all sinned. We don't belong in heaven. We can't enjoy fellowship together with a holy and a righteous God. But Jesus, he knew no sin, and he lived a perfect life. He didn't deserve to die. His death on the cross was a sacrifice, paying for your sins, paying for mine. And it's so peace-giving feeling, you know, to know that, you know what, I don't have to try to pay for my sins. Jesus already paid for it. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him to be known to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The Bible says that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you want to be saved from your sins, call on him today. Pray to God. Tell him that you know you're a sinner. Tell him you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. Admit your guilt. Seek his forgiveness. Turn away from them. Leave them in a the past. Uh, if you want to know more about becoming a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Send me an email here to the show. The address is on our website. Uh, we're running out of time here. we still got Darren's unreasonable rant. Why don't we do that, Zach? He's got a lot of things to say. He's been away for a few weeks. So let's do Darren's unreasonable rant, and then we'll come back with our Pests of the Week and close up the show. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs. I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what happened. The highlight of the show. I'm not going to let our fans down. The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's Unreasonable Rant. A lot's happened since the last time I was here, so bear with me as I cover a bunch of topics. One, bike riders. I don't care what the law says. Get out of my way and ride on the sidewalk. Your Lance Armstrong get-up that you amazingly tucked all your excess body fat into is not making you look cooler, more aerodynamic, and faster. It's making me extremely angry. It makes me want to run you off the road. Runners, why? Why do you insist on wearing short shorts? It's like every single one of you weirdos decided that the last six inches of your shorts were optional. It's not. 
Hey, San Diego Padres, I absolutely loved your stadium and thoroughly enjoyed 99% of the All-Star Game festivities, but can you explain to me one thing? Why on God's green earth does two drinks and two slices of pizza cost $40? And don't you dare tell me it's for player salaries because you're just trading everybody who's remotely good for prospects so you can do the same thing again five years from now. Chris Sale, you get paid millions of dollars to throw a baseball in 33 of 162 games. Wear the jersey they give you and don't try to justify your petulant attitude by crapping on the business of baseball. That business pays your inflated salary, tool. And lastly, Tony Romo. He tried to work a salad into his diet this offseason, but it was intercepted. He's fat. <laughs> He's not that fat. That picture did not do, did not do him favors. The picture was either photoshopped or... I don't care. It's you know, fun to make fun of him. At such a time when, I don't know, you, you know when you're running and maybe you're, you're, you step up, and you know your shirt rises up, and <laughs> everything just looks. It's an amazing picture. Though. Oh, it is, no doubt about it. But it was just the timing of it. There's, I think, what they say. He's like two pounds heavier than what he was at playing weight last year. <laughs> he's carrying that, that picture all in looks his a lot more than two pounds. <laughs> Title sponsor of the Beyond the Game program is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Townandcountrysolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. My pest of the week is Cincinnati Reds first baseman Joey Votto. During a home game in Cincinnati this week against the Cardinals, Votto tracked a fly ball to the first row of seats in foul territory, but he was unable to make the catch because he got crossed up with a fan who was also attempting to make the catch. Votto looked at the fan for a moment before grabbing the fan's shirt to point out that the man was supposed to be a Cincinnati Reds fan. He was wearing a Reds logo t-shirt and suggesting that as such, he should have stayed out of the way and allowed Votto to record the out. He should have. To his defense, Votto did apologize and even gave the fan an autographed ball. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake crossing the Sands, uh, Stan's field boundary. I misplayed it, and I took my frustration out in the fan. I felt bad about it. He apologized, but I was the one who should have been apologizing to him for bullying him. Good for Votto, but this was not Votto's first run-in with fans. When on the road, he often fakes throwing a ball into the crowd only to toss it to a teammate or somewhere else on the field. And that might be funny once or twice, but after a while, the guy just starts to seem like a bit of a jerk. I get the whole let the home team make the catch thing, but for some people, maybe that's the only opportunity in their life they're going to have to get a souvenir foul ball. And for that matter, when caught up in the excitement, maybe not everyone is thinking, I need to let the home team catch the ball. Maybe you're not even aware of where that home team player is. The fan has a right to the ball if that ball is in the stands. Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds is my pest of the week. My pest of the week, and I realize it's a couple weeks old at this point, is the prices at the MLB All-Star Game. I bought a hat and a t-shirt. It cost $95. And as I mentioned in my rant, I bought two slices of pizza and two drinks, and it cost $40. I understand that everything was going to be a little bit more expensive, but that seems outrageous. It kind of frosted my fanny and made me feel like they peed in my Fruit Loops. So my <laughs> pest of the week is the prices at the MLB All-Star Game. Mine is the Philly fan who got himself ejected from the Phillies-Giants game on Tuesday night. He was sitting a few rows behind the plate and directing loud and allegedly sexually themed heckling at home plate umpire Bob <laughs> Davidson, who finally turned around and directed security to remove the fan. Baseball is something that families should be able to enjoy together, which can't happen when some idiot is shouting obscenities. So kudos to Bob Davidson for tossing the fan out, and that guy is my pest of the week. He was pretty crude. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game has been brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You can give them a call, 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. 
Tell them Benson and the guys sent you. For those guys, Zach Barletta and Darren Metzger, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back again next week right here at the same time. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.